In today's episode, I am talking with the beautiful Donna Martin. Donna is a wife, a mum of two amazing adult kids. She is a cancer survivor, a lover of laughter and life. She has been working as a midwife manager for a very long time, always working with women, and she is helping others to get to a new level. With lots of study in the past for personal development and developing for herself and helping other women develop strong self-care practices, she is now sharing it with the world. She has created programs and courses that help women step into themselves and be empowered to put themselves first without guilt or self-judgment. This is something we can all relate to. We feel guilty for doing so much. Donna is in the space of removing the overwhelm and helping you step into yourself and with self-care and confidence. I'm excited to bring Donna onto the podcast today. So let's dive into this episode right now. Hey, hey there, you are listening to the Boss Motive Podcast, where I'm sharing all the tools, tips, and mindset tricks to build a successful business whilst living a life you love and avoiding the burnout. Ever wondered what it takes to live in a tropical paradise, run successful businesses, and work from home whilst raising kids? Well, listen up, friends, as I am sharing my story of how I've done this, along with interviews from other incredible entrepreneurs who are also living their best life. My name is Liz Morris, and this is the No BS Podcast, where I'm digging deep into what it actually takes to define your success and live a life you were put on this earth for. Haven't found your motive yet? Come in closer. We may just have the answer. Well, hello, Donna. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. It's been a long time coming, but the reason you are live with me this week is because you have something very exciting things coming. So I definitely wanted to dig into that. But for those that don't know you, please share with my audience who you are, where you're from, and a little bit about your beautiful self. Oh, well, thank you, Liz. That all sounds very exciting. And thank you for having me. Um, so I'm Donna Martin. I am um, a, a wife, a mum of two adult children. I'm also a um, hypnotherapist and a self-care and confidence coach. So I've been doing this for a little while and it all started out a number of years ago when I um, went off and did some extra training, started studying uh, life coaching and neurolinguistic programming and I delved deeply into um, the whole mindset, mind-body connection. So I found that quite fascinating, studied a little bit of um behavior profiling so it always amazed me um, speaking with women from all walks of life how this one consistent type of topic continually came up and that was not having enough time you know feeling like women had lost themselves um, having these huge expectations on them. So that was probably where it all started, just sort of working. I did a lot of one-on-one. I did workshops and then have now progressed to doing more work online around helping women to get back to being connected, reconnected to themselves. Um, it's not that we are 
were broken or there's something wrong with them. It is very much that because of our busy lifestyle today, I think a lot of women just get so caught up into the in the day-to-day um, almost drudgery at times that they put themselves further and further down the list. Very, very good at taking care of everybody else, taking care of everybody else's needs and thinking, oh, I'll get to me, I'll get to me, and eventually get to that point where they have completely forgotten who they are. So I've practised self-care for a great number of years, um, various types of self-care and on various levels, um, probably the last four or five years having a very strong self-care practice. Last year I was diagnosed with um, a cancer, which was a, quite a, a shock. However, I've looked upon that experience um, from a positive perspective, I guess. Because I practice self-care so much, I found that that was the one thing that helped me get through those really difficult days. Obviously, during that time, I upped my self-care practice um, hugely, like tenfold. So it was it was a very, very big focus in the overall treatment and whole journey, the whole cancer journey. Um, and I do believe that the whole mindset around that plays a huge, huge role. Um, got me through, happy to say, cancer-free so I guess for my own life experiences coming from, you know, a mum of having young children and being overwhelmed with all the things that that takes in, um, not having enough time, eventually doing something for myself, feeling guilty about it, you know, feeling like I was a bad mother, bad mom, bad wife, bad friend because I was, how dare I take some time for me. Um, I eventually realised that that was just a little bit uh, ridiculous. I think you get to a point where you, you hit that overwhelm and um, I know for me personally I got to a point where I thought something has to give or I'm just going to go down in a screaming heap and I can remember one day um, many years ago just sitting on the, the kitchen floor and crying for several hours because I just did not know what to do. So with my from my own experiences, the things that I have learned, the things that I've developed, the things that I have practised and know that work, um, I feel my purpose now is to impart that knowledge and assist other women that are in those places that I have been in to be able to get to a place where, you know, they've got great self-love, they are quite comfortable with saying no to the things that aren't working for them or that aren't, um, you know, doing doing well for their, their mental health. Um, and being okay with doing, putting themselves on top of the list. Because at the end of the day, when we take good care of ourselves and we're in a good place, it means then that we're able to take care of others. It means that we're able to give the best of ourselves without um, putting our own well-being in jeopardy at all. And you just end up being a, a happier, 
more joyful and a nicer person to be around. (laughs) Wow, Donna, that is such an incredible introduction to your story that like a lot of questions. (laughs) I'm just ticking off the questions you have just um, given so much information just then. I guess I love everything you say and I definitely have, we've all been in that position. I know, um, you know, having young kids and the pressures that are put on us from every walk of life. You know, we're told to, I remember reading a saying that said, um, mother like you don't have a job, but have a job like you don't mother. And that always stuck with me as of a way I never wanted to be. I never wanted to be that person. I wanted to be able to do both and have that opportunity to do both. I suppose from a, um, you know, I know you talk about self-care and all that sort of stuff, but what are some warning signs that you would tell a, you know, a woman to kind of even be aware of so they don't have to get to that point where they're sitting on the floor crying their eyes out? Like you don't have to get to that serious point of overwhelm and exhaustion and frustration. We don't want to get women to the breaking point. And I know that you're you're very proactive in that sense. So let's talk through some triggers or some some ways that people can identify if they're headed in that direction. Because a lot of the time it's self-awareness. And, you know, it's like, um, to me, I, I think it's a bit like gaining weight. It's so mm-hmm. subtle and it just yes. happens to you gradually, you know, just that one little chocolate bar every night. And then eventually you don't fit in your jeans that you absolutely loved. And I feel like self-care is a bit like that. And mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure if you agree with me here, but perhaps we can talk about some ways to identify where people are at and maybe some some warning signs. What, what would you say yeah. about that? Yeah, absolutely. So you often find that when a woman gets to a place where she is um, just not feeling good, like wake up in the morning, oh, God, I've got to get out of bed and I've got a, you know, a, a to-do list that is so long that it's completely unrealistic. So there's that inward groaning about what, you know, what I've got to get through the day. You know, there's often a lot of going into the shower or burying your head in a pillow and just screaming, thinking, oh, my God, I can't do anything more, constantly saying yes to things but inwardly saying, I why what am I doing what am I doing the brain is always on overdrive always thinking of the next thing um you know running from one thing to the other we have this preconception that we're able to multitask but the reality is multitasking is a complete fallacy because things usually take a lot longer because we're also thinking about the, the three other things that we're so doing so well at the same time. Nothing gets done, end up tired, exhausted, cranky, you know, yelling at the children, yelling at your partner, screaming at the person that's driving next to you or in front of you that is actually going the, the, you know, the correct speed limit. <laughs> um, never, ever taking time for yourself, constantly feeling Feeling guilty is a really, really big thing. Feeling guilty about, um, you know, wanting to do something, um, judging yourself, you know, making excuses as to why because we often find we become so busy with things that if we have got a moment to spare, rather than go, I'm just going to sit here and have a nice cup of tea, it's like I should do this and this and this. So then we have to ask ourselves, are we doing 
all of this business because we need to or is it because there's some deeper fear of, oh, my God, what are, how, how am I going to, you know, fill in this time and have to actually spend time with myself? You know, women can become um, self-loathing, you know, instead of they've got this idea that oh, I, want to, I want to exercise every day, I have some sort of daily movement, I want to eat really, really well, but oh, it all becomes too hard. So busy, buy takeaway three or four times, feel guilty because we're not feeding the kids, not feeding ourselves well. I'll get up and go to the gym tomorrow, buy the gym membership, only go there once or twice, feel guilty about that. So there can be a lot of guilt um, and just, just that constant feeling of being exhausted, overwhelmed, disappointed in themselves because they're not doing or not being the person that they, you know, ideally want not allowing themselves, not allowing, you know, yourself to dream. So um, basically women in these situations, they find that they're lacking confidence, they're lacking self-esteem, they've got no self-worth, they don't, they don't treat themselves well on so many levels, which means that they're actually giving permission to everybody else to treat them the same way. And it's always this point, falling into bed, totally exhausted at the end of the day, not having crossed much off the to-do list and thinking, oh, my God, I've got to do this all again tomorrow. Um, you know, a lot of women think if I just sit here and I'm just going to scroll through on Facebook or watch, a, you know, a couple of shows on net, Netflix and it becomes mindless, mm. becomes totally mindless and before you know it, a couple of hours have passed and then they feel bad because they've wasted more time. They're not getting enough sleep, always tired. Um, you know, they look in the mirror and they're like, oh, my God, who are you? Yeah. You know, where are you? Yes, absolutely. Now, I want to come back to this guilt thing because mm. I know as um, I, I'm not sure if you feel the same, but it's like that we have so much pressure from it feels like everybody these days. Mm -hmm. It's not just, um, you know, when we were just before social media, before, you know, that pressure to go to work, like I look at our parents and, and they were so um, insulated in the fact that they didn't see the pressure from the external factor like we do. Mm -hmm. Do you think that has a lot to do with how we feel at the moment? Because, you know, we every time we turn on Instagram, we see people um, and Facebook, we see people with these success stories and we see, um, you know, the mum that's got this beautiful big house and it always looks clean. But and, and subconsciously we get it. We know that they're not, you know, the corner of the room that they haven't shown you on their photo is actually a disaster. Yeah. Do you feel like the, the, the guilt can come from external factors or do you find it's both? Like it's like the pressure think, we put yeah, on I ourselves. It's a good mixture of both. So when we look at guilt, often um, women in particular have been raised to, a lot of women have been raised to be the good girl, to do the right thing, um, you know, don't rock the boat, don't speak up. And if they do something, so these are, these are learned behaviours from a very, very young age and that, you know, go, we go through life, all of these things, our beliefs about ourselves, um, our beliefs about, about the world, all are buried deep in the unconscious mind and our programming then becomes Automatic. So as we go through life, we're doing these things in accordance to how we were 
raised, how we were influenced by, you know, our parents, teachers, um, you know, people that we had a lot to do with, then going into our careers. Again, there's these expectations, you know, you leave school, you have a career and then you get married and then you have children and then, you know, you're the, the perfect Stepford wife, whatever. Yes. Um, you know, but at the same time as society has progressed, then the, you've got those outside influences of, well, you can have it all. Yes. The women have gone through these stages of one wanting to have it at all um you know two where is where as good as men we can do this we can do that so the whole feminist and I've got nothing against feminism um but we can't say we we want it all we want to be able to do do it all and we don't need you to do those things but oh you're not a very good good fella because you haven't opened the door you haven't pulled out my chair then when we get to the whole social media era, there's this constant, like you say, everybody puts up. What happens on, on social media is people put up the best of themselves. Uh, and the reality is very little of it, whether it's social media or just media in general, very little of it is is real. When you look at how much, um, uh, what do they call it, uh, photoshopping and that goes into advertisements and that and then this again influences women in very um you know at those very vulnerable times in their life then they might hit a, a period where they're sort of feeling a bit not so great about themselves or what their life is like at that moment so then they start comparing themselves their worst to other people's best and I often say, you know, then we have this constant worry about what people are going to think of us, what people are going to be saying about it. And the reality is that is none of our business. Mm. It's none of our business what other people think or say about us. We can't change that. And the fact is they're probably not thinking about us as much as we like to think they are <laughs> because they're too busy worrying about what the next person's thinking about them. Yes. So there's all there's a lot of outside influence coming into it and these expectations of how we think it should be rather than how we actually desire it to be. So there's a big difference about leading your life according to somebody else's expectations and rules um, compared to what you really, really want. Mm. So, you know, it's with a lot of my uh, working with with women and built into my programs, this is something that we explore quite deeply is having that self-awareness around what your beliefs are, what your, your inner um, narrative is, what, you know, the things that you're telling yourself and whether you are truly connected and being your true authentic self or whether you're being the person that you think you need to be to impress. And it's not done with malice, you know. It, it, humans have humans have that need to be accepted. We have that need to be liked. Um, and, you know, three of the biggest universal fears in life is not being good enough, not being accepted and not being loved. And every person will have one or a combination of those fears built in. Some things we can't control. We have to learn to 
let go of the things that we're unable to control and focus on the things that we can control. The only thing that we have true control over is our response to situations and our inner dialogue. Mm, I love all this so much information (laughs) right there to unpack. And it's amazing how the way that we have been brought up. But Mm. I guess one thing that you really emphasize there is that it's not too late. It doesn't matter what any stage that you're at. These are things that we can learn now and we Absolutely. can undo the damage that's been done yeah. um, before yeah. we get to the point where that we're a hot mess. Yes. So yes. For women that are listening and they're thinking, yep, Donna, that's exactly where I'm at. That's how <laughs> I'm feeling. Where do you even start? Like, I know, I know you have an amazing program, um, Reset, coming in the next, yes. well, actually it's today when this is live, so that's amazing yes. and we can check that out and talk about that in a minute. But for somebody that's just listening right now and they're just literally, maybe they're even sitting there with a cup of tea about to cry, mm. where, where do you begin? Like, what do you even, what can you even do right this very minute to re, reset yourself or to even think about this? Yes, I think... The number one key thing is to give yourself permission to say yes to you. So, yeah, it it may mean that that means saying no to other things and people will get upset. But for, for a person that's like, oh, my God, I've reached that point where I can't do this anymore, be okay with give yourself permission to take that time out and, You know, whether that's sitting in the backyard, having a cup of tea, starting to get some clarity around what it is that you truly, truly want. And I always like to use the Disney strategy here Mm -hmm. and go into that dream space and have, you know, your think about your ideal day as if there are absolutely no limitations. You can, if you could wave the magic wand, what would that day be like? Where would you be? How would you be feeling? And that's probably another really big key is how is it that you want to feel on a consistent basis? No human is going to be up all the time. You know, life comes in ebbs and flows. But it's when we're, you know, in those down times, how quickly we can get ourselves out of that, Um, you know, how in tune with ourselves, we are to be able to recognize what we're what we're doing and how we're feeling. So giving yourself permission, reach the point of I'm I'm over this, I'm at a crossroad, I can continue going down this path. Where will I be in six months, 12 months, five years? A really good question. And if I if I continue doing the same thing that I've been doing every day, what's my life going to be looking like down the track? And if that doesn't make you feel good, then you have to take the other road. Okay, how do I want my life to be? And it might be just as something as simple as I want to be able to breathe deeply and feel calm or I just want to be able to smile more. I want a little bit more fun in my life. I want to be able to take myself lighter. Mm-hmm. And we have to be able to, you know, take ourselves lightly because if we're serious all the time, we're just, you know, Debbie Down, that sort of thing. Apologies to anybody that's caught me. <laughs> yeah. I disrespect you. Yes. So I think when people reach that point, it's about being okay with giving themselves permission to do something. It's about getting clarity around 
what it is that they would like to be. And, if, and, and sometimes it's too far gone and people can't even imagine mm. life being better than what it is right now. So, you know, a, a question, a, a better way or an easy way might be if I could feel, if I could feel better, 5% or even 1% better every day, what would that lot look like? Yes. How is it that I want to feel? Is it happier? Is it more joyful? Is it more fun? Is it calmer? And a lot of the time for women, I find in my experience when they I start working with them, it's, you know, I, I want to feel calm. I don't want to feel like a wound up, you know, top that's about to, to explode because then they usually explode and it, <laughs> yeah, it is not good for themselves or anybody around them. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a lot of uh, free things, like I've got a really great uh, self-care assessment that, that people can go onto the website and download that because that will that's divided up. It will give them a very, very clear picture of where it is that they're unwittingly neglecting themselves so then that highlights those areas that they need to start focusing on improving because as soon as you in, improve one area of your life, it's automatically going to have a flow-on effect. So, for example, if somebody says, oh, I, I want to be healthy um, and they're eating McDonald's and, you know, two cans of Coke or whatever, two litres of Coke a day and they're never exercising, eventually that's going to lead to ill health and, and disease, as in disease, and you know that that sense of disease with within the body itself. When we then become unwell, then you know there's going to be time off work because they're sick. Then that's going to impact on the finances. You know, oh, mummy's always sick, and this, that, now that that's going to be, uh, have that roll-on effect to family life and you know connectedness. So. Improve one area of your life and you often find the other things start to fall away. When we're looking at starting to develop a self-care practice, and it can be as little as five minutes a day, five to ten minutes a day, we'll start to make an impact. And if this is something that is very, very new, the thought of we don't want self-care to be looked upon as an emergency response to you know, falling completely apart. We don't want to be looked upon as, oh, this is just something else that I have to put on my list to do every day. We want to build it into the things that perhaps you're already doing that is going to bring um, more enjoyment in doing those things, you know. Um, small, consistent steps are going to have the biggest impact. So, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love that, Donna. And especially, like, I I wish <laughs> that you were around when I had little babies that I knew you back then because I find um, looking back over the years, it was definitely that hardest transition from going um, to being, you know, from going single to married to then having these little people that, you know, it's one thing for society to depend on you and your 
your boss at your job and everything, but then these little creatures that mm. you get and you have to keep them alive. And not only do you have to keep them alive, but you have to keep them healthy and clean and all this extra, extra pressure. Yeah. I remember back in those days how hard it was to transition and I never gave myself permission. Right. I was always like that person, like my husband even says, he can't believe me now how relaxed I am because back yeah. then I was so rigid. I was like, there's no way I can take the kids to the park when the house is mess you know even though something as little as walking out taking the kids outside and jumping on the trampoline for five minutes with them that would have made all the difference to them and to my mood and to the rest of my day but something so simple that I didn't give my myself permission for back then I mean I'm much more aware of it now in at this age in my 40s which you yes. know, is sad I'm, I'm so glad that there's something like this available now to people that can become aware much sooner before they have mm. to live look back at regret and that's one thing you know my motto my my biggest value is freedom and that's how i teach how it's how i coach women in business mm. because yeah. i believe that the business gives you them the freedom but as you said identifying little tiny things that you can change and little yeah. tiny um uh, you know, little tiny habits and little tiny acceptance. Like if somebody wants something from you and deep down to your core, you want to say no, but of course you're going to say yes. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I will bake that cake for the um, school fate when deep down, you know, you don't have time and you know, it's not something you want to do. And going past the supermarket and picking something up. Yeah. You might piss off the, the or get yeah. a mum at the, at the shop, but really yeah. at the end of the day, it's so important that you put yourself in the priority list instead yes. of always at the very bottom. Yes, because with like with and parenting is very very hard. As as you know, I I work with pregnant couples and that, and we we talk about this importance still of creating a self care practice. You know, even before the baby comes along, and very, very busy times initially, but still taking even five minutes a day just to sit and be, you know, have a cup of tea, have somebody nurse the baby while you have a long shower so that you feel human, even if it is at three o'clock in the the afternoon. But imagine if, you know, women were able to do this right from the beginning and then their children having modelled to them the importance of taking time for self, the importance of, you know, um, connection, the importance of giving permission, the importance of meditation, of having strong positive beliefs, how those children then would grow up. Um, I am sure if this stuff was taught to children, gratitude, having daily yes. gratitude. Yes. <laughs> those children are going to grow up being so much more self-aware, self-aware, self-assured, able to regulate their emotions. It's not about stuffing our emotions down. Your emotions are our, um, uh, our inner compass of you know, what's going on? What's the message? What do I need to do? We have to listen to our body. But if if little people learnt this from a young age, we would not have the mental health issues that we've got in our youth and even older generations that we do now. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a religious that. person, but preach it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once more for the people at the back. It is so, so important. And mm. 
oftentimes we, this is one thing that I notice, and um, especially like I'm in the teenage world now with, with parents that are, you know, have teenagers, that's the, that's the zone of people I'm with. Mm. And, you know, um, they might complain about their teenagers not doing or being too busy or, you know, not being able to unwind, but it is something that they learn from us. It is something Absolutely. that we teach them. Like I remember the best piece of advice my, my mum ever gave me was when my daughter was about, I don't know, one or two. And I, and I, of course I was doing all the playbook things and I was, you know, making sure she had entertainment and interaction and all that sort of stuff. And, and my mom at the time, who is also a nurse, she said to me, the best thing you can ever teach your child is to be by themselves and to, um, be in their own company mm. and to be bored and to sit yeah. still. And, you know, instead of always stimulating them, yeah, it's not always telling them it's that they have to be doing it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Cause you know, when, and you know, um, there are many of us that, that were raised to, to, you know, be the best, to do the best and all of this sort of thing, even with the language that is used with, with children and with ourselves um, is going to have an impact. And if we always feel that we have to be the best, if it has to be perfect, which perfection is a complete fallacy as well, very damaging, very damaging, we, we limit our... Um, we limit our our growth. You know, we will we will hold back from having a go at something because heaven forbid I'm not the best, or heaven forbid I I fail at that. You mm. know, but is it failure? It's not the person being a failure. It's just that they haven't succeeded at that yet. Yeah, <laughs> into it. So you know, there's lessons in everything that we do, and with those those learned behaviours, you know, we're born thinking beings, but we learn all these things as we go along, which means that we can unlearn those behaviours, we can unlearn those healthy habits. And is it easy? Not always. Some things, you know, you think, oh, well, that wasn't as bad as I thought. Whenever we make change, there's always going to be a period of discomfort, but it's in that discomfort then we set step outside our comfort zone that the real, you know, the old saying, the real magic starts to happen and we, we expand that comfort zone and we can keep, if we're not green and growing, um, you know, we're ripe and rotting. So <laughs> <laughs> love that. we always wanted to be, to always be striving to be the best version of ourselves, to be, comfortable in our own body to be self-assured to be you know as i said before to be okay with saying no to give ourselves permission um you know to to just simply be life is so busy yes so busy that we um you know i think humans in general have lost the ability to just like this morning i went for an early morning walk with a couple of friends and we got got into Airlie Beach and the sun was just starting to come up. You could still see the moon. The sky was red. And we just went, oh, my God, how amazing is this? And we just stood there for a few minutes looking at the sky, not speaking, but there was this true connection. It was like, oh, yes. You know, it's yes. little things. That and it's almost like we're going so fast we're not seeing them 
the flowers right in front of us. Like exactly. It's exactly. like we're speed racing through life that we don't even stop to enjoy what we have, which is, yeah. I mean, that in itself is self-care, exactly what mm-hmm. you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was talking to one of my clients one day and she was really, really stressed out. And I said to her, can you do me a favor while we're on the phone? Can you walk outside and put your feet on the grass? On the ground. You yeah. know, foot on the ground. it's just two minutes, like, yeah. you know, I think people, when they first come across, you know, self-care, confidence, mindset, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of work, but that's what I love most about your programs and what you offer your clients is because it's not, it's not about, you know, restructuring your whole house and pulling everything out and reordering your cupboards. It's not, it's not extreme. It's, it's very subtle and Mm -hmm. it's little tiny changes that are going to have, as you said, that snowball effect, that big impact that- It doesn't matter if you're a mom or a a busy lady or a person that has just lost themselves somewhere along the way. Mm. You are going to teach them how to find themselves again, but also give themselves permission to find themselves again and to give up that guilt and be grateful for what they have. And I love that. I love that so much. Mm. So with that being said, talk to me about two things. Firstly, Mm -hmm. your three-day reset Mm -hmm. process. program that you have, which is your current live act, yes. um, workshop. Yes, yes. Let's talk through that. So that's just, a, it's as, as the name says, it's just a little mini self-care reset. So it runs over three days. Um, the ladies get some workbooks. I, they get a little introduction to the day's lesson. And then um, we meet in the closed, in the private Facebook group, and um, I deliver the the full lesson there. So in those over those three days, we are looking at the importance of self-awareness, you know, how to increase that self-awareness, how to take note of the things that are coming up, the things you're telling yourself, the feelings that you're having, um, you know, and what that means. Because that's going to give you um, a big foundation for a starting point. We also look at the importance of giving yourself permission and, again, what that means, not just for you but for those people around you as well because, as I said earlier, if you are un- if you don't look after yourself, if you don't give yourself permission to do for you then you're and you don't treat yourself well, then you're giving everybody else permission to treat you exactly the same way. So I, I believe that those two things, permission and self-awareness, are the, the very beginnings of developing a self-care practice. And then on day three, we actually go into some of the, um, just some simple strategies that people can use. So we look at you know, some um, really quick ways that you can bring about a relaxed state, sort of almost in the blink of an eye and change. You can change how you feel very, very quickly. Um, you know, we look at the importance of um, bringing in some gentle and simple meditation because that has such a um, profound physical and emotional positive benefits for people. And in in the three days, I'm also going to be looking at introducing journaling. 
Mm. Because when we start to raise our self-awareness, journaling again is one of the ways that we can explore these things that are coming up, what they really, really mean, you know, what's worth keeping, what's not worth keeping, how to change it, what things can be put in place that are going to have, I guess it's almost like having a holistic approach to self-care in a way that's not going to be another job yeah (laughs) going to be enjoyable and that you can reasonably quickly start to feel the benefits from that which of course is going to what you're having more and you build we build up from a very very small practice um those those strategies and tools to then be able to build onto that without causing any overwhelm. Yeah, yeah. And that's going to be incredible for a lot of people just to just even get a taste of what what resetting actually is. It's a great introduction. It's a great little reset for people that, you know, that may have started and have fallen off the wagon or that may have, you know, had a great practice. And, you know, life happens Mm. and and unfortunately sometimes we get to a place where we're feeling really good, everything's going good, and then we think, oh, I probably don't need to do that as much. Yeah, I'm really, really good now. I don't need that. But when we're feeling really good is the time to even up the ante even more. Yes, that's so true. So true. It's (laughs) like when you go to the gym, you finally lose that weight. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, you just let it slip a couple of days, a couple of days. The next thing you're right back to where you started. Yeah. 100%. And then um, so from that, so that's just a little mini taster. But tell Mm. me, I'm I'm so excited for your program that's coming. And that is a, it's so exciting. It's just what every woman needs. It's definitely what I need. Like I'm so blessed to have um, already seen inside it and- Got to learn from you directly. Mm-hmm. Um, but talk me, what's this yeah. about? How is it going so to change the, um, the six-week self-care and confidence program, basically the whole idea of this is to take you from being overwhelmed and just like to feeling energised, calm and a lot happier over a six-week period. So each week there are between four and five lessons that are delivered um, to the inbox. You get an access into um, a special portal where you're, it's self-paced. So we look at things. We start at the very, very beginning. So, again, we go into more detail on the importance of permission and boundaries. We do some exercises to determine exactly where you are sitting right now. We explore the self-talk and awareness and we go quite deeply into this because this is oh, such a fundamental part of the beginning of making these changes. We start to explore self-care. So right from the very beginning of this program, we are starting to build the practice and then looking at the importance of having daily gratitudes in our life. So each week has a um, an overall theme and from that theme we have different um, lessons. So week two is all about the mindset. So we're looking at the emotions and the feelings, you know, where they're coming from, where you're feeling them, how to regulate those, what they mean for you, how to create and more importantly, maintain a positive mindset. And then we have some exercises like the power of the breath, which again, you know, three or four deep breaths is going to calm your mind very and your body very, very quickly. And week two is where we start to introduce meditation. 
Week three, I love week three. It's all about life hacks. So these are the things that we can do every week that are going to set us up to we have um, far less stress in our life. So what are our routines and our rituals? How are we going to fuel our body? The importance of resting and recharging, making sure that we're getting enough sleep, the importance of daily movement. And this isn't about, um, you know, some people, as soon as they, I, I use the word movement rather than exercise, because as soon as you mention exercise, some people think like, oh, yeah, I, I can't go to the gym every day and, you know, be lifting weights. But it's not about that. Um, and then we we go start to go deep into some journaling um, week four is a big week. We're looking at belief systems. You know, what are your beliefs? How are they impacting out? We always live out our life according to our beliefs. Um, you know, what's serving us, what isn't serving us, what's limiting us, what's allowing us to grow. We look at how the impact of our ego mm. on our... <laughs> so important. So looking at that little <laughs> trickery there. Um Looking at the importance of, you know, creating space both emotionally and physically. So we, we talk a bit about decluttering and have some exercises there. In the fifth week, we have, um, it's all about the great expectations. So, you know, are you being a good girl? You know, do you have trouble saying no? Looking at how that overwhelm can be greatly re reduced to a point that it is no longer in existence. So what can we delete from our lives? What can we delegate to others? Um, when is the time to ask for help? And it's certainly not when you're already rocking in the corner. Yeah, yeah. We also introduce in here some mirror work, um, which for anybody, if they've ever looked at any of, um, oh, what's her name? Um, Louise Hayes' work, she does a lot of mirror work, at work, and this is very, very powerful, particularly in really building even more that, that self-love and self-connection. Um, we do a little exercise where we do a social media detox in week five, which is always mm -hmm. beneficial. <laughs> yes, yes. And then week six, we're bringing everything together. So this is the, the empowerment week. So looking at how to move forward, actually creating that ideal day, revisiting where you were at the very beginning of the six weeks where you are now and where you, you know, um, aim to be. We have a lovely closing ceremony and we do a really beautiful, um, a big meditation here. Um, so there's lots of resources. There's the lessons, there's the workbooks, there's, um, you know, there's journals, there's meditation, there's a beautiful um, movement program that um, I've had my my daughter develop for the um, program just with some lovely stretches and a very gentle introduction to some daily movement. Um, we also have weekly in the, again, it's a, a group that's only open to the people that are actually in this program and we have a weekly catch-up to, to discuss, share our aha moments, for me to answer any questions, share some further content on that week's topics. Um, and obviously it's a group where everybody can champion successes, support people that might need a little bit of extra support and um, just hang out and have a really great time. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds perfect. It absolutely does. And I love that you say that it's not 
it's not extra work for people. This is actually just going to give them time. They can mm. do the lessons as they need to. They're not, when you say a few lessons, they're, they're short and sharp and beautiful and, and Absolutely. really helpful and things that, you know, you've structured it so, so beautifully. So mm. I'm going to make sure I put all of those links in the show notes so that people can, they can join the mini reset now, like right now, yes. right today. And then they can, um, if they want to head straight over to Donna's website, you can join the wait list for her program, which is going to be epic and I highly recommend it to everybody. So I just want to wrap that up there, Donna. You've given so much information. We've had such a great conversation and like always, we could talk for hours and hours and hours. (laughs) But as I said, I wish this sort of thing was around, especially when I was younger. It's definitely something that I've learned in my 40s and I should have learned in my 20s. So um, I'm excited that it's for anybody out there who is really looking to give themselves permission to, you know, be better at self-care and start to put themselves first because it's going to make such an impact in society and in your own home. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yes. um, I'm excited. I'm excited. There's been good feedback from the program previously. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Beautiful. All right, Donna, let's wrap it up there. Thank you so Thank much. You. And as I said, I've put all the show notes in. Um, you can connect with Donna on Instagram and Facebook and in her private Facebook group that um, she does monthly meditations as well. There's so much to unpack with Donna. I, we didn't even talk about that, but I honestly, if you go and follow her, you'll get the links to everything and, um, you won't regret it. It's been, it's a beautiful, beautiful program and a beautiful thing that Donna's doing. So please reach out to her. Okay, thank you very much for having me. Uh, thanks again, Donna. I'll talk to you again really soon. You'll do. Bye. Well, thank you again for listening to yet another episode of the Boss Motive Podcast. I hope these episodes are really helping you towards building a successful business and a life that you love. If you enjoyed this episode, please jump over and leave me a review because that is going to help me get these episodes out to more people. And of course, I love to see you on Instagram. So please tag me at Boss Motive and let me know if these episodes are resonating with you or if there's something that you would love to hear. I look forward to being back in your ear again next week. Thanks again.